Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. Ooh, I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but I hate moving. And if that's you, then today's guest is just the episode that you're looking for. So let's jump into this thing. Let's move forward. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Plus! Alright, ladies and gents, yeah, let's do this thing. Who do we got on the show today? Well, let's bring some heat. Y'all know, moving sucks. You gotta go through all your stuff and decide what is trash, what you're keeping. Then you gotta go and box it up and move it. Now what's worse is sometimes you need to store that stuff before you can even move into the place you're moving to. What a headache. Today's guest is here to ease that pain of moving. They created a customized approach to moving because there is no one size fits all. So let's welcome to the show from doublespace.ca, Tarek Hosein. There it is, Tarek. Welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you, Arnon. Thanks for having me. All right, let's jump into this thing, man. You you could have gone into a lot of different businesses, and you chose moving. Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that too, uh, we started during the pandemic. So, oh. uh, yeah, we started uh, May 2020. So <laughs> not, uh, not necessarily the best time to start. But um, one of the things that I found was that uh, there was a lack of transparency in the industry, something which we basically wanted to come in and fill that uh, void, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially what happens, like, Toronto is a huge city and we've got a lot of movers, a lot of competition and all that stuff. But at the same time, we also have our share of scammers. So basically what it is, is that, you know, it's the classic one. They will quote you like a really rock bottom price, really, you know, very cheap. And once they get all your stuff, uh, actually what they do is that they throw a contract in your face uh, yeah. on the you know, as soon as the uh, they arrive, right? So you want them to get started. You want them to load, you know, start loading your stuff in the truck. So you don't have time to read a five-page or a 10-page contract. You just sign on the dotted line and here we go, right? Hope for the best. Hope for the best. And sometimes, you know, things don't go according to plan. So what happens is that they will load up the truck and then they will say, oh, you know what? This is too much stuff. Uh, there are stairs, there's this, that, whatever. So they quoted you 400 bucks. Now you end up paying 1500. It's worse. It's so much worse. Yeah, it could be yeah. worse, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So essentially, uh, that's one of the things that I wanted to avoid coming in. So what I wanted to do was basically uh, ensure that there is some transparency with our pricing. And we wanted to instill a level of professionalism as well with our operations. 
So one of the first things we did was to ensure that we provided an all-inclusive pricing, which means if I quote you an hourly rate, that's it. There's nothing on top. You're not going to be charged anything extra. And we actually send our contract when we send our confirmation email. So mm. if you're booking our service, say, a couple of months ahead, you will have our contract a couple of months ahead. And you have time to read our three-page contract. If everything looks good, we proceed. Otherwise, you know what? You got concerns. We don't need to go ahead. Yeah, and getting that contract ahead of time is always a good thing, right? It gives you the time to actually read it and look through it and decide if this is what you want to do with this particular company or not. The transparency is, is awesome. Uh, in, in 2020, when you started, um, we thought everything, I mean, for the most part, a lot of things slowed down, but the real estate market kept going. I mean, it got hotter and hotter during that period of time. So, you know, you said maybe it wasn't the best time to start the business, but I think it was actually a really good time to start the business. I mean, you're, you're literally going into one of the hottest markets uh, that we had during that time. How did that market or how did people buying and selling affect your business when you got started? Right. Uh, very good observation. So there were a couple of things, right? One was we had a real problem getting our truck, our first truck, because, you know, with if you want to do moves of any sort of, uh, uh, you know, with regularity and in a professional uh, basis, you got to have at least a 16-peak truck. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just the starting point. Then you can go 20, 26 and more as you see, as you get bigger jobs and things like that. So uh, because of, you know, online shopping, Amazon and all this stuff, there was a real shortage of trucks. And, you know, it's not like the supply side was really good at that time. So we had to wait three months to actually get a truck. And <gasps> it's a long time. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a long time. So basically what happened is that once we did, that's when we got started. But one of the things that I found that uh, was again, another gap in the market was serving real estate agents. So what happens is that one, they try to sell the house, they will stage the house with mm -hmm. furniture. So what happens to the owner's furniture, right? So someone needs to come pick it up. They need to store it for however long, and then they need to return the stuff. So what we created was a seamless service where we go and pick up we store it for whether it's one day, one week, one month, whatever it may be. And then we return it as soon as the house is sold. That way you don't work directly with the owner of the house. You deal with the real estate agent. And That's because you're going B2B at that point, it's actually a better and smoother transaction. Yeah, it totally is. You're 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 leaving the communication with one single person. You have to communicate with the with the painter and the mover and the stager and like it's all in one spot. You're making it as as seamless and as easy for the homeowner to transition to their new spot because it's already a burden. I mean, it's very stressful when they're going what they're going through as they're selling their home. So anything that can make it easier is much better. Tark, I teach a class called financial algebra. I got a bunch of students who um are not they haven't been the best students and i try to show them and teach them that there's opportunity out there can you tell me your background i mean are you like super highly educated did you have to go get like certain certifications and training to start your business so <laughs> i did go to school um i graduated with an economics degree from university of toronto but that was many years ago if you need to start a moving business 
or any kind of business in the logistics space, you don't need a degree. You don't need certification. You don't need nothing like that. My partner and myself, when we started the business, we none of us had any experience in the logistics space. Like, we didn't know it. Like, we, sure, we moved. But the thing is that we have never worked for a mover. We, we didn't know anything. So everything we learned, or majority of everything, is from the great University of YouTube. And yes. that's how we that's how we started. And I, I like to give credit to uh, these guys. They're based in Texas. They have like thousands of videos on their channel. And it's not like they're doing it professionally or anything. It's just that the guy likes to video while they're doing the moves. And, you know, they, it seems like they have a good group of guys. They have a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. So starting from equipment on how to wrap furniture to how to maneuver through you know, narrow spaces and everything. A lot of these things we picked up and we picked up from watching these videos. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. That's right, Doc Brown. You don't, you, the, it's already out there. There are people who are already successful, successfully doing what you wanna do. And you came in and you said, cool, let me learn from these guys. Let me take some lessons. And then you did probably the most important thing that people who are thinking about starting a business don't do is you implemented. You took action. Um, you and your partner, you guys decided to jump into this thing, not knowing, not having any experiences. I'm assuming it went perfectly right off the bat. You had zero problems, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I, I would love to have zero problems, but it's like, you know, initially when we started and, you know, we made a whole range of uh, small mistakes, right? And as everyone does, we learn from our mistakes and all that, starting from recruiting to uh, doing many different things. But one of the things we thought was that um, we created a system online where we wanted to make everything seamless, where you don't have to call in, you can just do everything on the phone. I mean, sorry, everything online, nothing on the phone. But when we started, what we uh, basically found out was that real estate agents were not really sure what needed to be stored because the stager had that information. Mm. And the stager would collaborate with the house owner to get the, those things done. The real estate agent doesn't want to get involved in all of that. So who's actually... so? most of the time, the real estate agents pay for these things, right? So the thing is that he's not able to go online and select a whole bunch of stuff and he or she's busy with, you know, whatever they need to be doing. So we found that that system, which was fully automated online, was not going to work. Mm. A group email between the stager, the real estate agent, their assistant, the house owner, and in some case, the renovator, and the mover, that worked more efficiently because you had everybody on the same page, right? So the thing is that what we had to do was after six months, we had to scrap that. Like the system still exists at the back end, but the front end is now a little more manual where you mm. actually have to either call in or fill out a form and we'll do it on the phone or email and get this thing done. That's good. One last thing. Exactly, Forrest. One less thing that everybody has to worry about. That's the that's the success of a business. There is a problem that exists. 
you you have a fundamental issue. It started off with you got to move, right? But once you got into the business, now it's like, okay, well, yeah, you got to move, but how am I going to communicate this to the people who are the decision makers in this in this space that are actually making the move happen? And you came in and you revamped a process that you already were doing to make it work so that it's seamless for everybody. That's the problem that you solved. So once you once you figure out how you were going to approach and solve this problem, what was the result that you had? So one of the results we had was that things were now more seamless. People were on the same page. And although it seems like, you know, if you just go online and select a whole bunch of things that you're going to store and, you know, fill out this uh, form online, unfortunately, in this case, we found that that's not very seamless at all. Mm. And things were not actually getting done and we were not actually booking the jobs because, you know, as I said, the realtor doesn't want to go online and do a whole bunch of stuff. And their assistant has no idea what is being stored or for how long. And, you know, the process wasn't seamless at all. So uh, we moved away from that. We said, you know what, just give us a call or, you know, let's initiate an email and we'll get it done. So sometimes in order to move forward you got to take maybe a step back and that's 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 the lesson we learned and we took a step back and um we booked more business fine i'll do it myself that's it take a step back and just do it just get that problem solved all right let's talk about your your business itself i mean you talked about the different avenues of communication now that you kind of have a good idea of who your target is, what is that ideal client? Who is this client that you're looking for? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. That's right. So one of the things, um, I think every business owner needs to know this, and they will after a period of time, at, at least I hope they will, is that you got to know your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. And you got to know where they live, you know, uh, demographic stuff age range, gender, all that, what their preferences are, how they actually like to communicate with their vendors, you know, all these kind of things, you will get an idea, right? So our ideal customer base basically falls uh, within two groups, I would say. So of course, we got the realtors. And uh, that's a channel where we do really well. And we know exactly the strategies on how to attract realtors. Because the thing is that, see, for them, they're not as price sensitive. Mm-hmm. What they are, are more geared towards quality and efficiency. So if they need to get the house staged within two days, you should be able to service your client, which means go pick up, put it in your warehouse, do the inventory properly. And when you return the stuff, make sure it is not damaged. And, and make sure return the right stuff to the right house. That's yeah, that, that, that would suck, man. Okay, yeah. first of all, breaking it would suck. That happens, though, sometimes. It's just part of the gig. Things fall, you know, that, that sort of thing happens. That's why we have insurance and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, that would suck. You, like, you know, you buy a new place, you move into a new place, your moving company comes, sets everything up, and you realize, wait a minute, these aren't my underwear. These are not my dishes. <laughs> That'd be terrible, man. That's like, a, that's like when the airport mixes up your baggage. It's not cool. But you yeah, air- exactly. I know, man. So you know what? Uh, That's one of the things that um, I found. And for our customer base, basically, um, we have either people who are 
you know, were in their first apartment by themselves and now moving on to uh, something a little different, maybe something a little bigger in a better area, or we have families. Mm-hmm. So these families, what happened, especially during the pandemic, is that people moved to the burps. Yeah. You know, like... Just smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Tell them bye-bye. Later. Yeah. Ha- half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour away from Toronto, the city center, that's where people moved during 2021 specifically, right? So the thing is that those were our ideal clients. The ones who are ready to go, who are making that move. Uh, Where are you guys based out of and where do you travel to? So we are based in Toronto uh, and um, majority of the moves we do are within GTA, which is the greater Toronto area. But our province, Ontario, so it it's obviously has hundreds of cities and you know so the thing is that we service the entire province so we call those like uh long long haul not necessarily long haul but those are like long distance for us long distance means you're going to maybe three four hours away and Mm -hmm. and the city moves are the ones we do obviously within toronto and the gta well let me ask you this man because you know 2020 it was awesome in the sense that the real estate side was booming. You were growing a business. You were solving problems. You were making money. Uh, 2022, we have other issues that are really plaguing. I, I would even argue your industry specifically. In here in California, we pay $6 a gallon for gas. You're hauling things in big-ass trucks. How has this economy and the, the cost of transporting things how is that affecting your business and what are you doing to solve that problem um very good very good question so basically what it is is that um a the cost has gone up for gas as you rightfully pointed out wages have gone up a little Mm. bit but at the same time people moving has come down so we we are taking hits from all sides because what is happening is that as I said, the people who were in their first apartments or whatever, they were moving out or to a better place, whatever. These people are now doing the DIY. So basically they get the U-Haul and they get a whole bunch of friends and they do it. They don't want to spend that extra 500 or whatever it may be on a mover, right? Mm. They don't want to do it. So that's that's an issue for us. And what has happened is that it's not only us, every player in the industry is affected. So people, basically, a lot of moving companies who are primarily very seasonal, they operate between April to September, they have really slashed their prices. And so we're competing with uh, many different things coming at us. But what we have done is that we decided this year is that we're going to take a hit. And, And that's totally fine. We had growth projections of about 12 to 15%. We're most likely not going to meet that. We are going to grow, but not significantly. We're just going to barely squeak by, you know, something which is acceptable. So basically what we're doing this year is that we have raised our prices a little bit to cover the extra costs. Gas, you know, that's a killer, right? So it it has literally doubled what we were paying the same time last year. Yeah. So the thing is that um, that's an issue right there. 
So our profit margin is coming down this year. But at the end of the day, see, we are in this for the long haul. We are not going to stop operating because we are going to be making, you know, whatever amount of profit we are going to be making this year. But the whole idea is that in a, if you look at 10 years, there is going to be at least two or three years right there where it's not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. But then what's going to happen is that there's always going to be pent up demand in the market, especially in a city where, you know, hundreds and thousands of people are coming in every year. So the thing is that there will be a lot of demand. That's what happens in a big city. And there's a lot of pent up demand. So what's going to happen hopefully next year is that we will be able to go back into the market and recoup some of these things. Yeah, yeah. you got to survive in those down times so you can thrive mm-hmm. in the up times and, and position yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very it's comparable to a lot of other businesses that have seasonal times as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, retail, for example, for the longest time would lose money for, I think, 10 months out of the year. And then the last two months of the year, that that November, that December time, that's where those companies tended to make most of their profits. You're looking at your company and you're looking at the projections and you're seeing numbers. You're saying, okay, well, we're not going to hit that. We're going to be here. What things are you doing as a company when you look at stuff like that? And you're look, look, we still got six months in this year. So you're looking at what you're going to do next year. What do you do for the next six months to prepare yourself for that change? Mm. There is six months uh, left in the year, but there's only three months left in our season. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is that uh, hopefully, you know, July, August, July is already looking quite good. So because we got a lot of bookings coming in already, which is really good. So the thing is that um, July, August, September, um, we're going to try and maximize all the opportunities that we have, which also means doing smaller moves things like a single item move, which we wouldn't do last year because it's not really as effective, right? Mm. So, you know, you don't want to make 20 bucks after sending your guy to go pick up something and spending the money on gas, mileage, whatever. And you come back after three, four hours and you've just made 20 bucks or whatever it is, right? Net profit wise. So the thing is that we are taking on smaller jobs. And the thing is that um, we have to do that. So come October, I think we will have a better idea about the economy in general and and the way things will be headed. So our season is typically from April to September. So what we need to do is get ready for next year. And we're also trying to see if there is another business which is somewhat similar, which can leverage on the infrastructure which we have already, because we got trucks, we got um, skilled uh, manpower, right? So the thing is that, is there another business which is primarily material handling and logistics? Mm. Maybe the end result of that business is something else, but is there a business that we can do on the side, right? Or uh, at least be complementary to what we're doing right now? So that is what we're looking at. That's funny, man. It's comparable to what I tell people all the time. You have your nine to five job. It doesn't mean you can't have a side hustle because that side hustle income 
can change your life dramatically. Even if it's, you know, for most people, a couple hundred bucks a month, that's the difference now nowadays between putting gas in your car or not, or paying a car payment or not, right. or making your right. rent or not, or paying down your debts, right? Mm-hmm. And in your case, you're like, look, you know, it, it would suck to make the 20 bucks on the on that one guy for the day, but at the same time, you're keeping him employed during this downtime and you're you have this person with an with a job who's going to love and and take care of your company because you took care of them during these downtimes as well. So and and then to add to that, you start to use complimentary services. It just expands your menu for clients, especially when you go into times where like you're hoping for the next year where if the economy changes back to the plus side, now you have a menu of items that you can go through with experience and processes and then the revenue jumps up better. So let's say last year you were thinking, you know, this year you're thinking 12% growth. And because you have those new menu items, when the economy shifts, maybe this year you only had a five or 6% growth, growth, but now instead of 12, because you have the menu items, you're at like 15, 20% growth overall. So those are great strategies in place. How are you acquiring customers at this time? Uh, primarily through, uh, so initially when we started, we did advertisements, right? So all forms, of, it's all online, by the way. So, you know, starting from, we did Kijiji ads, which is similar to your uh, Craigslist marketplace, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was quite effective last year. Um, there is a way you can actually reach every realtor registered in our province. Oh. And, and you can actually reach people who are just in the GTA location. So we have actually used this particular service to great effect. So because at the end of the day, see, realtors get hundreds and hundreds of emails, marketing promotional calls, stuff in their mail all the time. So the real challenge is just, you know, can you actually stand out from yeah. the hundreds that they're receiving? Are you trying to solve one of their problems, right? As you said, rightfully. So that's one of the things that uh, has been very effective for us. We haven't done Facebook ads. Um, Facebook, uh, but, you know, Facebook doesn't let you, at least not in Canada, they don't let you advertise services or list services on the marketplace. But Mm. you can list services in different groups, which allow you. So we we found that to be effective. And AdWords, basically AdWords on Google, they work. Um, But of course, there's a strategy to it, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I think that, you know what? We are a very demand-based service. So essentially, Nobody looks at a billboard and goes, hey, man, I need to move. <laughs> if, if they need to move, they're going to go and Google, you know, local movers in Toronto, whatever it is, right? So oh, if you- you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. That's right. That's how it's done. Yeah. And so when you have the AdWords, um, it, you know, obviously when you're playing with the bigger boys, it's very, it's difficult to compete at times. But you know what, we are in the process, we're in the very much the growth stage. So the thing is that any kind of leads that we get is good enough for us. 
Yeah. As long as the customer converts, that's the key, right? How do yeah. we get the customer to convert? First, find us. Hello, attention, right? That's where you're doing mm -hmm. your ads, you're doing keywords, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And then it's convert. That's it. That's mm -hmm. that's the bottom line. All right, Tarek, look, uh, before we head out, I want to make sure that people get information from you that you wanted to get out to people. So um, if people want to work with you, what's that process like and how do they get a hold of you? So the best place to go is our website, which is doublespace.ca. Um, you can just fill out the form, send it to us. And if you want to email us directly, it's movingyyz at gmail.com. So the thing is that just send us an email and we'll take it from there. That's it, man. That's it. All right, Tarek, at the beginning of this show, I told you that my goal was to present your business in the most energetic and highest, uh, highest form possible. So my last question to you is, what was your experience like on the business bros? And then my uh, experience was really positive. You got a lot of positive energy. And more importantly, you asked the right questions. Mm, thank you very much. It's all about presentation, my friend. Practice makes perfect or yes, sir. makes you closer to perfection. I don't think there's actually ever perfection except for this one guy. You know, this one guy used to walk on water. He's pretty perfect. But yeah. other, than that, other than that, the rest of us are all flawed, but we're working towards perfection. Tariq, dude, you've been an amazing guest. Ladies and gentlemen, look, when it comes time for you to move, you can do DIY, do it yourself. But let me tell you back pain, stress, headaches, or you can just get the help you need. Save yourself that time, energy, and money and hire a mover. Go to www.doublespace.ca. If you're in the GTA, the greater Toronto area, uh, doublespace.ca to get your move on. Let them come in and help you out. Save, your save yourself a lot of time, energy, and money. Tarek, thank you very much for being on the program. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys again mañana. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.